Still there? Well, yeah, you're good. Okay. All right, so it's recording. All right, so everybody, welcome back once again to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. And today we're doing uh, something kind of different. Uh, we're doing a, uh, you know, as you guys know, Cuatro Cuatro Dos is brought to you by dynamotheory.com. You know, a lot of people, if you want to follow Dynamo, the Dash, and uh, sometimes RGV stuff also on there, uh, you can follow dynamotheory.com. And today we're, I'm actually talking to one of the guys uh, that he's actually one of the new members uh, to Dynamo Theory. So, you know, we, we decided to, to kind of get together and chat, you know, uh, since we have like a one, I guess you can say one passion that unites us. And that is Sin Bandera. Uh, if you don't know, that's a, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's a, it's, a, it's a band between, our, you know, in Argentina and Mexican, but, you know, we're not going to talk about music today. Well, maybe, I don't know. But we're going to talk about the Houston Dynamo. We're going to talk about soccer. We're going to talk about our lives and stuff like that. So uh, without further ado, if you guys welcome, I don't know, nobody's watching, you know, right now, but welcome uh, Rudy, Rudy Segura. Uh, he's going to be uh, here talking to me today. We're going to just chat chat away. Uh, this is actually the first time we meet too. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of strange. It's kind of weird, you know, because we, we're also getting to know each other as co-workers, teammates for Dynamo Theory. And uh, you know, you guys get to enjoy the 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 fun chat. So what's up, Rudy? How you doing, bro? Hey, how's it going, Christian? Thanks for having me. For sure, man. So let's get um I get let's let's get right into it. Uh tell me a little bit about yourself and how how did you get into like well, we you know, we you have mentioned that, you know, basically a lot of people that live in Houston, uh most of us are from somewhere else. And you know, I'm from Argentina. I don't know yet where you're from. I assume you're Mexican, uh, but, you know, I might be wrong. But tell me a little bit about your, like, your background and then how you ended up in Houston and how you ended up being a Dynamo fan. Yeah, so you, you hit it on the dot. I'm definitely from Mexico. Um, I was actually born in Mexico City. So, you know, came from a big city. Um, my, my dad's whole family's from down there. And uh, my mom is kind of from, like, central mexico but anyways um i was there till maybe i was six years old i don't remember much of it um of mexico city and but my dad uh I, you know growing up you see pictures of when you were little and like i would get dressed as like puma so like a lot of people know pumas or uh atlante was another team that was down there around that time they they recently kind of moved to a different place um But, uh, so it was just funny because growing up, like, you know, those were the teams that kind of my dad liked, but I don't know where, once I had memory of it, um, it was, uh, big, uh, Chivas fans basically. And, uh, so whenever I was six years old, we moved to like Northern Mexico, which like, um, actually a, a border town, uh, you know, some of the listeners may know that it's Reynosa, which is like a border town to McAllen, Texas. So like near RGB and all that stuff. Um, and uh, was there till I was eight or nine and then somehow landed in Houston and pretty much been here all my life after that. Um, it's been kind of weird, I would say, being a Chivas fan because I never really knew why my dad became a Chivas fan. But, you know, like growing up as a kid, depending where you're from, you know, it makes sense that you're like from a certain city and that team is there. Just glad that he didn't make me like an America fan because uh, you know it, it, 
I mean, especially now growing up, you know, like that Chivas America thing, yeah. um, which I know you definitely know about rivalries yourself. Um, but, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, I remember, you know, obviously grew up playing soccer all my life. My brother, uh, I have a younger brother that he was able to play for, actually he was in like the Chivas, uh, I guess it was Chivas Academy and then eventually kind of turned into Chivas USA, if you remember of, uh, that team that existed from LA. Yeah. Um, and then it just dissolved. They used to be actually like, uh, they used to play like in, uh, towards your, I guess, neck of the woods, but like um, Briar Forest. So like oh, Bellway, yeah. And, yeah, funny, yeah. Funny. Let me cut you off there for a second. So funny story. I actually went to the school, to the middle school where Chivas trained. So I know exactly what you're talking about. That's funny that you say that because like I was at that age. I was like 16, 17 when our friend kind of told us about it, about the academy. And so I was too old for it. Um, but my brother got to play pretty much like five years or so. I mean, he, they wanted to take him to LA. My mom didn't let him go to LA. So he was like a little bummed out, you know, kind of like that. Oh man, that was my dream type of thing. But, uh, but no, yeah, I know, I know, I know we're talking about the middle, the um, school there. Cause I would, I would take him every now and then, or I just go with, with him and my mom to like, uh, kind of keep them, um, you know, some companion because it was a long drive. We lived in Maryland, so it was a long road trip. But uh, but yeah, so like my brother uh, was playing. He played in college as well. And around the same time that I was, uh, I guess, getting feel old, but uh, graduating high school uh, is when around the time that uh, the Dynamo became the Dynamo, you know, like I graduated high school like in 2007. So, you know, the Dynamo were got here like in technically 06 was their first season so I remember people always kind of like uh um there's a few guys that I think were actually members of El Batallon that I you know knew and they were always kind of talking about it but that was out of my realm you know even though it was here local it just didn't really click much never you know I guess maybe too naive to keeping up to like what was happening I didn't know much about MLS per se at the time but uh, what was funny is that uh, we would go, like, we were people that, like, we went, you know, if it was uh, the, um, um, like, Chivas would come for, like, you know, um, off-season training, and they'll do some kind of, like, friendly matches or Mexico camera play. Like, we were always there. Like, we had to be there. Like, you know, that's kind of, like, the bonding tie that me and my brother and my dad had. So, I in Mexico I never went to a stadium you know to watch a game so it wasn't until like once we had the dino we're like hey cool you know the dino play Chivas let's go check them out and but we always rooted for Chivas or for the other team and then eventually we're like okay you know the dynamo are pretty good they just won a championship and then hey Rafa Marquez is playing for New York you want to go check out Rafa Marquez or Terry Henry or Cuauhtémoc Blanco or you know, I, I didn't, I never actually wanted to go see, I wanted to see like London Donovan or David Beckham and for whatever reason it didn't happen, but I was always going to watch the other team for the most part, you know, kind of rooting that the Dynamo would win, but at the same time, I'm like, I just want to check out that player, you know, like, and, um, and did you ask me about writing articles uh, 
it wasn't until maybe like 2016 when they kind of picked up and then they went to the playoffs in 2017. Um, I had a friend that he's a big like Houston sports fanatic and was like, hey, let's write some uh, articles about Texans Astros Rockets. And I was like, what about the Dynamo? And so, yeah, yeah, and they were doing good. So it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot you'd like really like soccer. You want to do it? And so from around that time, I just kind of like just became a big fan because, you know, once you go to like a playoff game, I was able to go to that 2017, uh, uh, I guess it was, they played Seattle. And uh, usually my, my brother or my dad's birthday are usually during the season. I would always like – buy tickets for those games and um but we went to that seattle game and i mean we we were played terrible it was very disappointing got a red car um you know and it was but just the atmosphere was like whoa like okay i've been to a bunch of dynamo games i've been to a bunch of you know packed stadiums you know i've been to nrg like fully packed when like all-stars played like man U like back in the day and stuff to see Chicharito barely making his debut there. But uh, but it was just, it, it felt different. It was like, you know, so, yeah, I mean, you've been to BBA, it's a small stadium, but when it's packed, it's rocking, you know, like you get that cool vibe and, and I, I was just hooked. And so in 2018, my, someone from Dynamo called us and they're like, hey, you know, you guys want to come do a tour? Uh, maybe look at season tickets. And my wife is like, yeah, we'll be there. And I told her, you know, when we get out of there, we're going to have season tickets, right? Like, I'm just letting you know, like, I literally just went um, to a game, you know, they, it, we may have gotten destroyed, but it was fun. Like, I loved it. And so since then, I've been pretty much just keeping on with it. Uh, I, again, I was a big Chivas fan. And, the, you know, like they say, like, you can kind of grow out of love. And I think it's just when you don't have that full connection of like going to stadium or having that vibe, it's a little hard, you know, like as much as you want to care for that team, it's just not the same. And, uh, and as I grew up, you know, I was a big follower of like menu um, and Barcelona. So like, I always kind of kept, but it was the same thing. Like you watch like champions league or something like that, but it's, it's not the same. So yeah, that's kind of how, you know, I've been, I'm always following the dynamo now. So it's like, might as well kind of do something about it. Kind of, I'm always a guy wearing like the hat everywhere or like a shirt everywhere. And you know how you say, like, you see somebody that wears it and you throw the age something like, dude, that's me. Like I'm always like trying to, and, and, you know, doing um, the urban ministry, you know, and having season tickets, easy, easy to take people and just kind of talk about, you know, building relationships and stuff like that. So. You avenge it. And so we went 2018, 2019. I think maybe like in two seasons, I missed one game. And then, uh, and that's just because I had to be out of town. But uh, 2020, I was so excited, you know, like packed stadium for LA Galaxy. And uh, I tend to be on the, uh, on the tunnels. Like I take advantage of a lot of that stuff. So, you know, I've gotten to see like Rooney, uh, you know, when you're as old as me, those guys were like legends as as a kid, you know. So you're like, you high five Rooney, you high five like that Vivia, like biggest Vivia fan. Um, 
you know, you get to see so many people and you're like, man, they're right here in Houston. Like it's some people kind of miss it. And, and I think one of the reasons I told you, like I, it, it would be cool to talk about, you know, the way that we become fans of like a team that we're, we're not from Houston, you know, so how you become like, not, not necessarily a diehard. Cause I don't think there's many like diehard fans. Like that would be for like Boca or River or like Madrid or Barcelona, like those guys, like teams that have so much history, you know, but, but uh, one thing I, I love listening to uh, Glenn Davis is, uh, shows and podcasts I listen to all the time and uh when he especially when he has like you know Tab Ramos or uh, like head coaches or the presidents and the GMs and uh you know I heard John Walker mention like that's pretty much impossible like you can't you know it's very difficult to get like diehard fans of like EPL or this or that to become fans of the Dynamo and and I was like well I was one of those guys you know like I was kind of like the MLS was not my thing, even being, you know, so close to a team for, you know, whatever, 15 years now. But, uh, but I think there is a way, like there has to be a way to like be a fan of both. I think um, I would say my brother, I'm, I'm starting to kind of push him because he was never like, he actually got to play against a Dynamo, like in a scrimmage, you know, when he was in college, he played for uh, San Jack, uh, San Jacinto College which they used to have like a really good soccer program, but they uh, ended it like a, a couple of years ago, which is kind of sad yeah. when there's not that many here. But, uh, but yeah, I remember like him, uh, you know, I know like you may not know like a bunch of historic players, but I think Brian Ching was still there. I'm pretty sure Brad Davis was there for sure. Bobby Boswell is uh, I love that guy. And he was just such like arrogant dude that is just like, I mean, to this day, I remember, like, he, somebody did, like, a, I wouldn't say a nasty tackle, like, from my brother's team against someone. And, I mean, obviously, like, you know, they bring they bring the hospital in and everything. And then the guy's just like, you think we want to play against you guys? You think we want to play against you guys? Like, the way he was just saying it, he was just, like, so, like, arrogant. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I mean, the kids are 18-year-olds trying to play you know professional so they're they're playing hard against these guys you know like you, that's up. always how it goes so you know it, it's i'm a very emotional like i'm very competitive and i do like myself miss playing um i don't have the time to do it anymore um but but at least having that you know kind of feeling connected to a team and to people that is like you're right man i mean you don't really see that many Dynamo fans or you know but I will say that I saw more Dynamo fans living inside the loop than I saw outside of it for sure but I mean I know plenty of people that live like way farther than me and still go to Dynamo games and you're like I mean it, you know being from Katie I'm sure it's not a it's not a short drive <laughs> not at all. It's, it's a good 30 it's a good 30 on a good day <laughs> exactly yeah. so yeah, so it's one of those that, I mean, why not? And, and my brother, he just moved uh, – he, he was never, like, a big fan of the Dynamo as well or basically on any MLS, which I do have a funny story. And going back to Robertson, he uh, – obviously, like, I mean, who doesn't like like Terry Henry, right? So we went and got tickets for uh, the New York Red Bulls they were playing because we really wanted to watch Rafa Marquez 
you know, you're Mexican. That was your idol, especially when he was at his prime. Yeah. And uh, clearly he was hurt like he always was in the MLS. So he, <laughs> we didn't get to see him. But Henri was playing, and it was in the Robertson. I remember that uh, my brother, like, found a, a Red Bulls jersey, and he just, you know, wore it. And so we're walking, and Robertson, and I guess we didn't really notice because it was packed. I mean, who doesn't want to see a guy like that, right? So we're just going, and we just start hearing, like, all kinds of, like, uh, like whistling and just people shouting and stuff. And, again, didn't think much of it. Oh, sure enough, we were, like, right under, like, El Batallón in Texas and Army. My brother is the only guy wearing, like, a New York Red Bull shirt, you know? And, like, me, I think it was, like, me, my dad, and somebody else probably. But we were all wearing orange, but he was the only one sticking out. Man, this story just, like, throwing stuff at him. Like, but, I mean, it wasn't, like, seriously bad. It was more just kind of, like, heckling, but... This is kind of funny. So we, that's why I always would tell people, like, I'm a Dynaphone fan, but I tend to go watch the other team play because they should have, like, a team, like, a player that I want to watch, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, and, late, and lately the Dynamo hasn't <laughs> produced much to go watch, you know? So how many, uh, how many games or how many times did you go to Roberson Stadium? The Roberson for the Dynamo, like, to play – like during the season, not, not that many. Usually, I would go when there was friendlies, but I do remember going to watch. Uh, we went and watched Guatemo Blanco play. So when he was with Fire, so Dynamo Fire. I remember going Dynamo like she was USA because my brother was in that club, so we would go check it out and stuff like that. So we went a few times, and then there was a few Dynamo versus Chivas games and stuff like that. So I would say for maybe. 10 times, something like that. Yeah, good. good I mean, we were, we honestly, we would try to go like at least twice a season, more or less, you know, kind of make it like a family outing or something like that. Um, So I did get to like see, you know, uh, when they were, I guess, very good. I mean, we got lucky by the team that came, you know, I mean, these guys were just like hardworking. you know, very, like, they, there wasn't one guy that was, like, very talented. It was, like, all of them worked really hard. Team that's kind of, like, what you want in a team. You know, it's like, hey, you got to be scrappy, man. You got to get those those uh, 50-50s that are going to kind of become dirty, but they're not dirty, you know, like, just kind of have to go. And uh, so it, just, it was definitely fun watching them play. And and uh, my brother got lucky, too, because I think it was uh, – I had just graduated high school and um, – Brad Davis went to like uh, their uh, my brother's high school uh, with the trophies in hand, and you're like, it was funny because like again, not a lot of people knew the Dynamo. This is like three years of the Dynamo, and people taking pictures with the trophies, and like Brad Davis is like right there, no one like is interacting <laughs> with him. And now I'm like, like I want autographs, you know? Hey, like dude, like I'm looking for Brian Ching, like man, like how do I get an autograph? You know? It's like, bro, it's Brad Davis. God damn, turn around. Yeah, it's crazy though because, um, like nowadays, like for example, like that's I think one that's one of the things that like it would help the like the people get connected to the team if like the players did stuff like that, like you know, kind of go out and I don't know, go to schools or because you know, like you know, 
whenever uh, John Walker and talks about, you know, like transforming fans or like, you know, and they say it's really hard. And I mean, we're proof that, you know, it can be hard, but it can be done, you know? Um, and like me, myself, for example, like I, you know, like kind of like in your case, you know, I've taken my brothers, uh, I've taken my parents and it's just kind of like transforming them, you know, kind of little by little, little by little, but also like their involvement in like the community would like help so much blow up and, and also having a good team. Cause you know, of course that, that would help a lot, you know, but, um, but what do you, what do you think going into this season uh, kind of changing gears a little bit. Um, how do you, I mean, I think we don't really have to talk about, you know, the last few seasons because it has been, you know, crap. But how do you have some hope or anything, you know, looking forward to what they have done in this offseason? You know, with Tab Ramos, I think changing the the whole way. Let me ask you this. Let me just go back and ask you this. How did you see the team play under Tab Ramos? In a, like in a soccer way because a lot of people like for example I, I was lucky enough that you know with Dynamo Theory I was able to actually go to all the home games even with the pandemic so I was able to see like the team like live first you know right there right and and I saw like a whole completely different team that than what I had seen like the previous year with um with Wilmer Carrera Cabrera not Carrera um but Tad Ramos kind of like, changed, you know, gave him like an idea of play. You know, they moved the ball around, possession, like a lot of a lot of the games and most of the games the Dino ended were like winning the possession of the ball and stuff like that. And and I saw like the kind of change of the game. And, and obviously he didn't have the players that he wanted. You know, he just kind of showed up and they were like, hey, here's some players play, play with these guys. And now, you know, he made moves, you know, he got this guy, he got that guy, you know, he traded this guy and, you know, brought this guy in. So in your personal opinion, as a, as a fan, I guess, how do, how do you see it? How do you see the new Dynamo, you know, the old Dynamo and the, the new style of, of play with Tab and like going forward? How do you see it? Yeah, so, I mean, I think you hit it on the dot. I mean, we saw like a huge improvement for sure. I think the uh, just I guess taking it like tournament by tournament, I guess like the MLS, uh, you know, MLS's back tournament, we saw the team like, I mean, they were just playing, you know, everybody toe to toe. But it was like the same old dynamo, right? Like we were getting scored on the last minute or we were just, you know, choking. Like it's like, dude, you're up 3 1. How are you going to score? You know, so we saw a little bit. So it was kind of hard to see. Um, and, and I think you're absolutely right. Like we had very good players, right? Like, so we had uh, Elise and Manotas on fire, you know, the last couple of years, obviously Kyoto was very good, uh, good player, uh, not the best, you know, teammate or, you know, human being, whatever you want to see it as. Um, and, uh, and it showed, right. Cause I think the guys where they knew it was their team. You know, like you, like you said, like, you know, that with Cabrera, he had his style playing and which made these guys the superstars that they were, you know, just kind of like terrorizing the defense. Um, so whenever Todd came in, I think those guys, you know, were meant to like they still fit in their t in his team for the most part. right? like Manotas and Elise, like, you know, I mean, I is very attacking minded. So these guys are going to be attacking. 
but that didn't really make them like defend much, you know. And so the way that uh, Todd is trying to play, from what I can see, it's a four-three-three that you know basically everybody attacks at once and everybody defends at once. And but when you had at least in Manotas just kind of like you know linger up there and and not really trace back. Um, it, it just made, you know, obviously, like, now that, like, Kiki's not there, which I, I never thought Kiki was a bad player. It was just, it wasn't the system for him. You know, he wasn't athletic enough to just kind of uh, take take down, you know, completely destroy, like, an attack um, when both of your uh, your right back and your left back are so up high. And, um, I, I, again, I'm a bit, like, uh, listen to a bunch of the podcasts, like, English, Spanish, it doesn't matter. So, I like, listening to, like, Les as well and uh, do his podcast and when he talks to the players. And um, one that kind of stood out to me was, well, it was when uh, he talked to uh, Jose Vizama. And uh, he was kind of mentioning, like, you can tell he was frustrated, you know, because it was like, uh, you know, the, the Todd is telling me to go up, you know, try to support as much as I can. I'm, he's what, and I mean, you see, you go back, you watch a bunch of games. I mean, the dude is wide open, you know, like he's making that run around at least or something, and they're just not giving him the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, played, I mean, we, if you play soccer, it'd be hell. You, if you just run, you know, like if you go up there, you just ran like from box to box and nobody gave you a ball and then you have to come back and defend. I mean, this. It can get, and it happens regularly, like, it can get tiring, you know? And um, and I feel that happened a lot. And, again, it was, you know, obviously, it, we know at least was a superstar, you know, like for us. Um, I've, I'm, between him and Manotas, they were the team, you know? Like, we, without them, I mean, you saw it. Like, as soon as he left, it, we struggled because there was kind of no identity at, at that point, you know? And so now with the players that he – now it's his team, right? I feel like there's no excuses. You know, COVID is COVID. Like, you know, uh, Columbus crew played in COVID too, and they won it. I mean, really? you know, I, I get it. Like, they're spending a little bit more money than we are and stuff. But looking at this offseason, I think the moves that needed to be done were done. A little surprised on, like, like how many, <laughs> how many wingers we have, which is – I mean, competition is great, but – you just don't see, like, I think Ramirez is, like, the only solid, like, you know, nine. And uh, – but I don't know if he fits in, into his, uh, like, Tab's plan of playing. You know, like, I feel – same thing, like, Mati Vera, he's such a beast. But, like, it seems that Tab wants kind of like, like a big number six, you know, because, like, if you remember last season when he got uh, Sahibo, I mean, Sahibo was – Dude. It's supposed to be like his backup, like a better backup. So, you know, and obviously they just, we just picked up Derek Jones, kind of the same physical attributes as like, what exactly is he doing? And I kind of feel that, and I think I mentioned it to someone or on Twitter that it looks like his playing style, it was like old Barcelona style, you know, like you have like Dani Alves on the side, you have Alva on the side, and then you're going up and down, but you always have like, uh, your, you know, number six being, I guess, um, Busquets, Sergio Busquets just kind of breaking down. So, you know, you, it, where some players are going to play is kind of hard to tell. And But I'm definitely excited just because, uh, you know, how I see it, obviously Maric is your starter right now. I mean, and I think I think he's very solid. 
you know, I think he, the guy is very, has good hands, good vision. I mean, again, there's some goals that are going to go through that, you know, you're like, man, what happened? I mean, he's, he's still young too. That's why people forget. Like he is yeah. And I think they were saying that he was like, uh, I think he was the youngest or the second youngest guy starting in the league. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the the dude is it's solid. I like him, and you can tell that he, hey, he's an old twenty four year old. You know, the guy looks like he's thirty five. Yeah. Like, like physically and like mentally. I mean, the guy it's you can tell he's a leader. So, I think we're starting to pick up a lot of guys that like kind of remind you of those. You know, we're not the greatest. We're you know, but we're not the worst, and we're gonna hear like kind of like work, and so the work ethic it's you know that's what you need I mean it's we're not gonna as much as we want to get like a Messi or Ronaldo or even something a little under that no way it's gonna happen and and I think as fans we want that because you know we feel that hey I enjoy the Dynamo even when they're like terrible they don't have like the best players but if we bring someone else more people will come and you just kind of want to see more people at the games but you know how I see it is Todd is doing a good job, but I feel like as year two, usually, you know, and year two in the MLS, like coaches kind of start doing much better. But uh, I feel like there's no excuses. COVID happened, it's done. But now, like like you said, you know, you came last year and you we were all kind of like, man, we got Darwin and Quintero and like people weren't excited. And I was like, man, the guy's actually pretty solid. Like, you know, he proved it. I mean, the guy had like seven goals and tennises. I mean, yeah. he's still a baller, you know, like, and, and so there was very few little pieces added to like, uh, to that uh, team last year, but it's a lot of, it's a big overhaul this season in the sense of like starting positions and stuff. Yeah. So I still think like uh Bisama, you know, I mean, this guy is going to have to be your starter. You know, you spend a good amount of money on him. He's an international. Like, uh, you have to keep giving him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, you can't blame the guy that got broke his foot. Like, you know, the the the, the week before. before the season started. So it's like people are just like, oh, he's terrible. It's like, no, no, no. Like, just watch him play. You know, watch some of the guys play. Like, uh, you know, the – you know, I feel like Bissam is going to be there for sure. Parker, I mean, the dude is the rock back there. And then, uh, you know, the left, it's, it's a little tricky. I think like minor Figueroa, maybe since, you know, we may end up signing him. I guess once it's a done deal, I think I'm one of those guys, he's a little too old to be playing, but the guy is still like super athletic, you know, very like skillful. Um, he's a very good player. So, one of my or or you know whoever's back there they can't can't take his spot is for a reason you know like kind of like how adam said behind beastly for a while i mean the old guys can still play sometimes no sure (laughs) and so but but looking at the at the team i'm excited like i think uh we have like players in the midfield that are going to be way more comfortable with the ball at their feet i mean I, i see Obviously, Adam is going to still be on the left. I mean, at this rate, um, you're going to have Matibera, you're going to have Corona. And I'm thinking, like, obviously, everything can change. But I think that uh, Mamo has to be somewhere in the middle. I know that 
Um, you know, they're saying, well, playing a number 10, but every time I hear Tal Ramos talk about a 10, he just doesn't like a 10. Like, he doesn't like somebody just floating around, you know, under a nine. And, I mean, it makes it makes sense if that's not what you don't like. Like, if you don't like that, you know, it's, it's really yeah. up to you. So, Quintero playing on the left wing. And then who are you going to put in your center forward, man? Who do you think would be a center forward? Like, Yeah, I mean, right now, it's, I think, the, well, I mean, the only one for, like, for sure, for sure, that we know of is Ramirez, right? Christian Ramirez. Uh, but I think me personally, I, I only seen him play like once or twice, but I think Fafa would be a great number nine. Um, just because of what I saw that one game against us that he killed us. And I think he has the speed and I think he has like the body and like the, like the, he's like smart when it comes to playing like off the ball and with the ball, like he can give you that because Tab Ramos was talking about, you know, he wants players that are able to like go one-on-one -on -one against the defenders, you know, like if, if you're going to be a number nine that doesn't know how to like go one-on-one -on -one against a defender and beat them, like just stay home, you know, like, There's, there's, and I think you know Fafa can can probably keep the ball in his feet a little bit longer than Christian Ramirez can. I mean, maybe I think Christian Ramirez like he he didn't have a good year, um, it, but he seems like more of a box nine to me, just because he's big, he's tall, like he can go for headers, like he can play with his back against you know against the goal, like touch back, you know, make those runs, da da da. But Fafa is more – he seems more athletic. So, mm -hmm. like, I think he could be – So, more like a false nine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, come get it, you know, come get it in the in the half field and, and go, you know, go with it or, you know. But I think, you know, I think those two guys are going – I mean, with the numbers of wingers, I don't think he's going to be competing for – I mean, he could be. He's fast, but he's also on the older side. I mean, right. he's not that old, but, you know for soccer and like for the amount of guys that we have that are young on the, on the sides, there's a lot of competition. Um, but I think if he starts like a nine, like a false nine, I think he, he might do good there, but you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, and, you know, it's funny because you're like, you know, when you the, a few days ago, I was kind of talking to a buddy and mentioning some, you know, our wingers. And then, you know, we still have like, uh, I don't think we ever mentioned like Lasseter. Like we keep forgetting that the dude is there. I mean, he was solid. I feel like some of those guys can play striker and like wing. And, I, you know, I think it's just going to be one of those, like, hey, look, we have three guys. Y'all can rotate throughout the game. Like, I don't think it's going to be a fixed position up there for the same reason because all the guys can kind of move around. I mean, I'm excited to see, like, um, Mateo Bahamich kind of play just because what I've seen, it seems interesting because it seems like a lot of the players that we've gotten, like you said, are guys that are speedy guys but they can, they, they know where the, the goal is at. So they'll like their movement is always going to be forward compared to like 
you know, having Albert or Kyoto, it was just like stay as close to the ends as possible and and kind of see if you can dribble in or do a cross. And I mean, it worked for us, right? I mean, Manotas had almost 50 goals in his career and a lot, like a good, probably 70% of those goals were assisted by one of the uh, endurance we had. So, sure. you know, it's kind of like, you know, new team. We know that Cabrera was very like, uh, you know, we're going to park the bus, how they say, and then uh, we'll just counter. And I mean, it worked. It worked for us, right? We won a U.S. Cup. Uh, we got to a, a play playoff bird and kind of went a little far. So it looked like it was working, but eventually like teams kind of catch on on that because, you know, if you're giving the ball, you know, you're only keeping it 20% of the time. I mean, team is going to beat you somehow eventually, you know, yeah. they would just do like, uh, uh, was it like, uh, your die of a thousand paper cuts basically you know like eventually it would just break you break you apart you know so over time like you you can't just counter all the i mean you're gonna get tired eventually and they're gonna move the ball around and you're gonna just die die of a thousand paper because like slowly and surely they'll get you you exactly Yeah. (laughs) yeah and so it was great to see that you know it wasn't the the right players in my opinion you know i mean i love uh, at least, you know, I mean, great player, you know, like he did such a great job for us, but you can just see it wasn't going to be his fit. And I feel, in a way too, I feel bad that he left the team for where he went. Cause I mean, you look at the table for Boavista, they're doing terrible. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and so it's like, man, we could have like sold this guy for more money or we could have like, you know, moved him to a different team. And then you see like, I see Dallas over there, like, feeling and willing, you know, I mean, the, and they just made a couple, like, at least 50 million or something in the last couple of years. It was like, we're definitely not there yet. I do, you know, trust the process, trust Tab Ramos. I think is good working with the youth. And uh, I, I do like players like uh, Ethan Barlow. We didn't even mention him. I mean, the guy looks very solid in the bag, very comfortable and from what I've seen that he played um, throughout, he he's a right-footed guy that plays on the left side of the center back. So, I mean, he right there, you know, I mean, he can easily be the one that replaces from, I mean, uh, a minor Figueroa if, if Formaier doesn't, you know, hit, like, get that spot, basically. But, so, I think, uh, like, for, you know, a lot of people are, like, top, it wants to play the young guys. But from all the things that he's done this offseason, I mean, the guy wants to win now. I mean, you just don't go out and, like you said, old guys, I mean, they're 20, 28, 29-year-olds. I mean, he's there because he thinks that he can win with this guy. like, you know, so it's definitely exciting. I mean, at first it seemed kind of like, eh, but I feel like the more players can't, like he kept picking up, the more they make sense to, like, the way he wants to work. So it's it's a matter of like, okay, like, you know, paper looks great, amazing. Like we gotta see what it looks like once they're playing, you know, and and uh I mean I don't know what the future entails. Like, I mean, I'm one of those optimistics that like every season the dynamo can with the, the cup, right? Like that's me too. <laughs> and you're not a you're not a sports fan, you know. 
course. Let them play like a couple games and you can say like, ah, oh, maybe they'll make the playoffs. Ah, oh, maybe we won't. Play the game. You but, start lowering your expectations <laughs> as you go. But it's like you gotta shoot high, man. Sometimes you you'll miss, but you know you get something. But from I mean, from what we've seen and the way the tab like has shown, um, he wants his team to play. I mean, we were dead last, right? I believe, yeah, right behind uh, like Cincy yeah. in the overall table. So I don't think you can get any worse technically. So no, man, I'm excited and, and uh, I think it's gonna be fun to watch them play. Like, hopefully, we can be at the stadium. Um, or I mean, I'm sure that if they give me the chance, I'll be there. But uh, but I mean, with this whole COVID thing, hopefully, like we can get you know, 50% of the stadium or something just to get some vibe. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Is there any players that you think are kind of – or positions that still need to be fixed, in your opinion? Uh, not not really. Um, I I mean, I think we're, we're stacked. I mean, other than, you know, we talked about number nine, you know, you know, how happy are we with, like, Ramirez being there? Um, I mean, if he if he works hard, I think he he'll be able to make it. I mean, he at one point in time in his career, he was good. You know, he well, the you know team. that's funny that you mentioned him because if we really look back, even with Top Ramos, I mean, remember Manotas was out, you know, a few times, and yeah. this guy came in and scored. Yeah, which gives you the idea he may not be what Top Ramos is looking for. Because I mean, as a striker, your thing is to score goals. So if you're scoring goals and you're still they're like, hey, you know, we're still going to throw Manotas in there for whatever reason, you know. He's been playing with us 100 caps or however many caps he has. He's a captain. I get it, but at the same time, it's like maybe that's not exactly what he's looking for, you know. You know, and so I think he's a good player. I think the guy, I mean, has scored some cheeky goals, how they say, you know. Like the dude is very opportunistic. So, I mean – it's tough to see players like that not play, you know, especially like in his case that I know that his wife was expecting a kid and, you know, you're pushing to play and you're not playing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the kick, man. You know, that's the kick on the shoppers for sure. And you're like, when I'm out here busting, busting my ass and I, I can't play. And uh, so it's definitely kind of like interesting to see what happens for sure. Yeah. This, this, this season for sure. For for Ramirez is going to be like the make it or or break it season. Like he's either gonna come out of this year like a superstar, in, in my opinion, or superstar, or he's just gonna be like in the bench, like riding the bench. Like there's not gonna be any in between. Like coming like coming in, getting goals here and there, like you know up to like five goals as a backup or something like that. I think he's either gonna be like like he's gonna solidify himself as number like the nine of the Dynamo. Or he's just gonna like ride the bench and eventually get traded, you know, next year to God knows where, you know. Um, and then the other one that I'm not worried about, but it's gonna be interesting how it like it plays out is the the like the three back, I guess I would say, because I think Le- you know on the left side, I think Lundy has that like to him and to himself, you know. Uh, but when it comes to like the right back, I, I don't know if like. You know, they're going to move uh, – because Eric Valentin, you know, he has played center back before. So, are they going to, like, push him, you know, to the middle and have Bisama in there? You know, I think Bisama – we didn't see much of him, but, you know, obviously they brought him because he has potential. Um, 
So, you know, are we going to see the Chilean international guy, you know, that we brought uh, finally once and for all? Or, you know, we're we just going to keep Sarek Valentin that actually did a really good job. Like, he didn't play bad at all. And, like, at times he was one of the better players in the field, you know, as a right back. But then, you know, obviously Tim Parker is going to be a starting center back, no question. But then it's like, who do you pair him with? You know, do you pair him with, with the young kid, you know, Ethan Barlow? Uh, do you pair him with like a semi, I don't know, a Figueroa? He, I think he's still like in limbo when it comes to his contract. Some people say that he already has been signed, but I mean, I don't know. Till I don't see a re-sign thing, I'm not going to put my, my money on it, you know. Even though Tab Ramos says that, you know, he thinks, you know, Figueroa is the most, like the the guy that works the hardest in the trainings. So like, you know, he said it like a couple of times. Um, and I mean, you have to remember too that he did a lot of bunch of mistakes too. You know, last season. I yeah, mean, so, you know, last minute PKs, last, like you know. Yeah. So I mean, just because you you've experienced doesn't mean you still you know can get kind of lazy and make fouls yeah. that you know you shouldn't be doing. So. So you know, it's like who's that? Who's that second? You know, center back. You know, who who are we gonna throw back there? Because I mean, we got the young guys. You know. Well, I mean, I, honestly, I don't think McHugh is going to play. But you have uh, Formajor and, like, you have I, – I don't know. I can't think of anybody else. But, um, I mean, you know, you have some guys that are – they have been waiting their chance. So, it's like – so, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what, you know, what's going to happen. But here's my question for you, though. Um, Having a whole bunch of, you know, names and a whole bunch of millfielders and, you know, a lot of people have been throwing uh, around the, the idea of like, for like, for example, sending Palomino or like mm-hmm. Nico Lemoyne out on like an alone. Um, how do you, do you think that's a good idea? Do, do you think that would work for them? Uh, how do you feel about that? Like sending some of the guys that maybe won't see a lot of playing time, maybe like send them out so they can get some minutes and some experience. I mean, that is funny they said because, I mean, those are names that we haven't even mentioned, right? Like, we, you know, we we feel like we have a good depth. And, but if from the starters we have, there's not really much of a bench, right? You still need a bench and you need some backup. So, where in the depth chart does, like, uh, Lemoyne or uh, Palomino kind of land? And then you obviously have Sedan, you have, you have uh, what's the other guy Hoffman out there? You know who knows still to play like other young guys, um, but I feel like if you and obviously Derek Jones. I mean, there's a bunch of players that are you know where are you gonna put them on the depth? Yeah, where are you gonna put them on the depth chart? So for me, you know this whole thing with RGV, I feel like it's slowly trickling like away. You know, I don't think it's which I never thought it was something that was working for either team. I mean, you see where RGB has been uh, with the uh, Dynamo guys and then the Dynamo guys, they go up there, they may get a little playing time. Like they play one or two games just because they were injured and then they don't play much. So I don't think no one's really benefiting from that. So with, uh, I think they've recently, if I'm not mistaken, RGB just kind of like is doing their own thing when it comes to the team. So it's not like the dynamo can be like, hey, well, Bolino is going to go over there type of thing. So, yes, I think they should be loaned out. How all that stuff is going to work, not really sure. But I think it's it, it can only benefit. I mean, I guess it's not like other 
other uh, countries that, you know, a guy gets loaned out and usually they get loaned out to like uh, a top tier team, you know, like you get somebody from, you know, Chivas gets loaned out to America or, you know, kind of like they're still playing in the top tier. Here, they tend to just get loaned out to like the second or third division or whatever, but I think it's better than nothing. I mean, you'd rather them be playing, right? I mean, yeah. I think Palomino, 18, 19 years old, I mean, you know, he said he, he probably did get to learn a lot being on the bench for sure, but he didn't play much, yeah. you know, and obviously he was hurt as well. So I would just sacrifice. Again, I think COVID was a big, like, oh, well, we can send them because then they can come back. But we could have given him that option. It's like, look, you're going to lose a year not playing with us, but you'll go play over there for six months to a year or whatever and actually play. And get better. And I think it just benefits benefits the guys, you know. I don't think – again, you want to send them to a place that knows them for sure they're going to play, right? You don't want to send them to – Second division team, a USL team, or something, and then uh, they're on the bench there too. It's kind of pointless. Yeah. But um, no, it'd be good. I mean, I've uh, um, you know, Palomino is a guy that uh, people seem to be very high on. I can't say much because I don't really like keep up with youth or or youth soccer as much. But I mean, if this guy is very talented, you know, an 18-year-old anywhere else in the world is already probably, like, on their third uh, year as a pro, right? So it's kind of like you're wasting time, you know, if you're not letting them play. And they should. They should let the guys go, like Nicola Moyne or all those guys that let them play. Find somewhere that they can play. If you don't, if you think they're, like, borderline starters or borderline first-team choice, like look for a place for them to play. For sure. Yep. I mean, I agree. Let, let the kids play, man. Let them play. I mean, that's what the whole deal is going on right now. Let them play MLS. Jesus Christ. Um, and then, damn, I had a quick, okay. So here's a, a funny question that lately has been running in my head just because I've been watching a lot of uh, like FA cup and a lot of uh, like the Argentinian leagues and stuff like that. How do you feel about promotion relegation? Would you like to see that in the United States? I mean, yes, of course, right? But at the same time, like, we've been doing so terrible. I don't want to be in the second division (laughs) right now. We would be probably one of the first ones to be. Yeah, we'll be down there. and We'll probably be there for a while, kind of like Leeds, you know. (laughs) But, uh, But, no, I mean, I think all that is good. It's good competition. I think I... I know for sure, obviously, like MLS, it's relatively the same, like NFL or NBA, you know, like two teams, like humongous leagues. I mean, I think the there's a few other leagues, like uh, the championship in EPL, it has like maybe 24 teams. But other than that, every every league has 18 to 20 teams. So, I mean, we're, what, at 30 or going to be at 30 pretty soon? I mean, that's a lot of teams. And they expect – a bunch of games as well so I think eventually the way it's looking I it would be great to see that you know hopefully a bunch of teams don't die out because of COVID I mean people are taking a hit left and right yeah. money-wise but I mean you know I think I think that's what makes the U.S. Uh, U.S. Cup like pretty fun to watch because like you said it kind of reminds you of kind of like FA Cup and you know like David against Goliath, you know, kind of like, you know, who, who, who takes who. Yeah. And um, 
but yeah, I think that'll be, that'll be fun to watch, you know, eventually, um, you know, if you have two, at least maybe two good leagues, um, to see, cause I mean, the USL has a bunch of teams too, you know, like, and then the USL two, I mean, there's a bunch of teams and a lot of them have their own little, um, stadiums and, you know, a good fan base. So that would make it fun for sure. So, but, but like I said, right now, I'm okay with how it is right now, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah you know, it was a call. I don't want to be talking about relegation with Dynamo instead of like trying to make, trying to make the playoffs. But, uh, but no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, it's beneficial. I mean, unless you're like in Mexico and you can pay your way into staying in the league somehow, you know, like, you know, uh, you yeah, know, even, even there, even there, we'll be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's, nobody's gonna pay nothing. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, how much is it? Oh, yeah, let's just go to third division at this rate. You know, like, no, you're, you're right, you're right. We would be yeah. kind of screwed. Um, but no, it, it would be fun, but I don't see it happening, um, anytime soon. But I mean, which it tells you too, like the. You know, I don't know how many teams we're going to end up having. You know, will we have N at 30? Will we have 32? Will it keep going? I mean, I hope it doesn't keep going because it, it is kind of fun to be able to, like, play everybody, you know? Because I know, like, last season we weren't going to hit a few. I think we weren't going to play, like, three or four teams, which makes it kind of like, uh, you know, um, those, like, the supporter chills. Like, I mean, that whole point is, like, you beat everybody or you, you know, you got more points than everybody. So, kind of like puts like a little asterisk on it per se uh, when you don't play everybody. But I think, I think that's what makes it fun too. So, I mean, from just, you know, the little time that uh, the MLS has been around, I mean, when the Dynamo won the uh, championships, I think there was like 12 teams, man. So just, just imagine there's 24 now. So yeah, exactly. So it's, it's fun, kind of funny because, you know, like, uh, it just keeps growing and it just keeps getting better in my perspective, right? Like it just keeps picking up, you know, we, they're getting, they're not getting like the, the guys about to retire, even though, you know, they're, they may have a good name like David Beckham or this or that, which obviously paints the league for us. But, um, but, you know, they're picking up so many young Argentinians, Arawanians, like Colombians, you're away. Like, I mean, kids are seeing it as like, Hey, I'll come here play a season or two and then get out of here type of thing and yeah. which is good I feel like as a Mexican uh it's funny that like we can't like the U.S. can't beat Mexico when it comes to like the Champions League you know <laughs> it bothers me because like granted we Chivas won it a couple of years ago against Toronto and that was great but uh but other than that like it's like man you guys are so close Just beat some dude please like you know because I'm tired of like um you know, all this Tigres fans and all this uh, Monterey fans, so which, I mean, no disrespect to them. I mean, their teams, you know, have, you know, picked up. You know, they were, uh, you know, not the best teams for a while. But, I mean, right now they're kings. They're kings of, like, uh, Mexico and clearly of the the CONCACAF, too. So, I mean, they did their, you know, work. They put in their work. You know, they put in the money. But it's kind of, like, frustrating when you have, like, LAFC and you're like, dude, just go, you know, like, just go. Like, <laughs> do something. Do something, yeah. But you won't hit them, you know, it gets to that point. Like, So it, it's definitely fun to see that. And, and um, but they're, like, I feel like it's getting closer, but I feel like there's definitely more talent 
like coming into the to the MLS for sure. And I think that's why it brings fans like you or me to like be more active in watching because it's like, yeah, you get a Rooney or you get someone that you know you've seen in TV for a long time, but all the younger kids that are coming in, they're like they're pretty impressive to watch too, you know. Stars, yeah. Yeah. Like like you see him, you're like, man, like I remember when Davies played, you know, and now he's like in Bayern Munich or whatever. Yeah, dude, that was that guy I always had him pick up on FIFA, you know. Like I was like, man, this guy I saw him play uh I think I think it was like the uh, the uh gold cup because we would go to that stuff too and we got to see Canada play somebody, uh, maybe Mexico or somebody, and you see this kid and I'm like, man, this kid is pretty solid, and he was like 17 years old. So, you know, FIFA time comes, you know, like career <laughs> mode. You pick up those guys, you know. Yeah. He's going somewhere. He's going places. Let me get him now. Yeah. Let me invest in the stock over here, GameStop and stuff. But um, anything else, man, you, you want to and you want to talk about any 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 topics lingering in, in your world? Uh, I, I was going to ask you something. Yeah. Um, but no, not, nothing, 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 nothing else, I guess. But uh, I want to say thank you for, you know, uh, setting up this meeting. Kind of like, you know, try to, uh, like I told you, like maybe, maybe we click, maybe we do more of them, you know, whatever, you know, it comes type of thing. But uh, uh, I think I saw a picture and I guess you're a Boca fan. How does that uh, still kind of go uh, with you and your family or do you, is your family here or they're still in Argentina or how do you? So most of, most of my family is still in Argentina. Like here I have like, you know, my immediate family, my parents and like a few uncles, uh, actually one uncle and one aunt. So it's, it's actually not that much, but, uh, and it's funny. Cause like my, my grandpa just, he's visiting from Argentina and he's a river fan. Like my dad's family is like divided. So like half of, half of them are river fans and half of them are Boca fans and yeah like it it's it you know since a child you know always book a fan my room was painted blue and yellow like like i've been hardcore since like you know a book i would lose and i would be mad like all day and stuff like that but yeah man like we still watch libertadores like i still go to my parents house like every time boca plays my dad's like hey you coming you know i live really close so i just kind of go you know, watch the games, even when he's out of town, like, he'll be like, hey, I'm not home, but you can still go to my house, and, you know, because he has, like, the channel to, like, watch. Uh, I recently got uh, Fanatics or whatever, so you can, like, watch the Argentine uh, league, uh, but when I didn't have it, he'll be like, hey, like, you know, there's a key under whatever, go in the house and watch the games, and I would just go and sit there by myself and watch them. Um, like, Libertadores games, like, that's a must we go to we go to my parents' house. Like my brothers come over too. Uh, when we were younger, like that was like, or like game night type. Yeah. Thing. Like my mom would like make dinner for like, like she would make empanadas. So like we didn't have to sit on the table and like eat dinner like regular people. So yeah. we just, like sit on the couch and like you know, hold our food. Off your face as you're watching a game. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't have to like you know, you watch like that. Uh, but yeah, man, it was like a whole experience. And and now like, kind of like you, you know, kind of transforming. And now I see myself more, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like I kind of see myself more of a Dynamo fan than, than a Mocha mm -hmm. fan, which is almost like, 
It is. It is definitely a little weird, man. But I, like I said, I, I see I it the know, same I know, way. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, yeah. but we are saying yeah. it too. And it's true. It's like such a like a painful relationship too, right? Yeah, because yeah, because you know it's like they hurt me, <laughs> but and then Boca does like you know pretty pretty good. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. Look, I, I never got to go to a stadium. You know, I never mm-hmm. got to like. Yeah, I was able to celebrate other championships and stuff like that. Some here, some there. But, you know, I was never, like, connected as – because I was a kid. You know, I came to the U.S. when I was eight. So, you know, you're a fan, but you're not, like, really a fan. You know, and, like, you know, you grow up and you, you're still a fan and, like, you know, nostalgia and all that or whatever. But now it's, like, more as a grown-up, you kind of understand the sport. You know, I, I wanted to be a soccer player all my life and stuff like that. So, like, I always wanted to, like, go back and play and, and all this. Um, but now, like, you know, this is home and this is my team because it's from home, you know? So, like, that's, like, one of the cool things that the MLS has that, like, teams are, like, in different cities. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not like in, Ar- like in Argentina, like, in Buenos Aires. Like, I was actually – I'm watching some YouTube videos now of this, like, show – that the guy like he goes to like all these random clubs around the Buenos Aires mainly and he like tells their story because most of these clubs like are a are hundred years old you know because you know from the 1902 whatever and where I lived like like you know this is my house and I had like four different teams mm-hmm. like from like second from like third division to like fourth to fifth division like but you know, they still get like 12,000 people in their stadium. You know, their stadiums are, are small. You know, they're they're not VVVA or whatever, you know. But in whatever stadium they have, they f- pack it every weekend. Yeah. And, you know, I was it's funny because I was watching it and I had four like around me. And, you know, it's kind of like a sin to be a fan of two because right, you right. can only be a fan of one, you know. Because they're all play against each other and like they hate each other, and it's just like my hood against your hood type of thing. Um, Especially when you're a kid and you don't know any better, right? Yeah, like yeah. I would tell my dad, like, okay, dad. So you were born in Mexico City, but you go for a team that is like way over there, you know. And then I'm like, why did you pick that one when I like the rival team that has cooler colors? You know, it's just kind of like you don't think about it. You're just like. But you're right. Weird, and it's weird too because like my I have cousins like, like for example, there's this team called La Ferrere, right? Which is like literally like 20 blocks away from my house, like walking distance almost. And I have some cousins from my mom's side, and they're like hardcore La Ferrere fans. Like they're hardcore Boca fans too. But you know, in Argentina, you can be a hardcore Boca fan that they go to the stadium and like they literally like hang out with like not hang out, but, you know, they're, like, La Doce, and, like, they're there. They're always yeah, rocking the bombonera. Yeah, and, like, they're always there, and they're, like, hey, you know, primo, whenever you come back, you know, we'll take you, and I'm, like, ah. And then, at the same time, like, on Saturdays, because those games are Sundays, on Saturdays, mm. they go to La Ferrera, like, the, the, like, the club team in the, in the area, you know, and there's, like, a fourth division team, but, like, they pack it out, and they have flags, and, like, mm-hmm. they hold, like, the whole day is, like, they start from oh, hey, hey we know that uh, argentinians are just completely different you know yeah, it's like passion to the max yeah it, it just yeah exactly like it just 
and then I and then I, probably the craziest ones for sure. Yeah, and then I have other family members from like my dad's side, and they're fans of Nueva Chicago, which is like um, on the other. It's like twenty blocks, but the other way. Like, and then twenty blocks to the other side, there's another one, Almirante Brown, and and they like hate each other, and like, but I have family members that are fans of those too. And then they're like, hey, when you come back, you know, you know, we got a jersey for you. We'll take it to a stadium. You know, you come sing with us. And I'm like, man, I don't know where to go. Like, I'm conflicted. The funny thing is it because, like I said, my brother, like, you know, obviously, like, loves soccer. He's definitely more loyal. He's a big Liverpool fan. Like, I mean, big. Like, he follows his, like, and he recently went, was able to go to England. And he was going to London as kind of like an anniversary trip. And I'm like, dude. When are you gonna go to England again? So I convinced him to go to Liverpool, and like you know, he was like went to the stadium. Like this dude, you know, kind of went crazy. And um, but he's very like huge supporter, and like like I said, I've been trying to kind of get him to watch more MLS, and and he has he he's become. But he he moved uh, about a year and a half ago. He moved to Dallas. Hey. But, you know what I mean? Like, do you going to Dallas? You should be a FC Dallas fan, you know, like in the sense of like you don't really follow any team. I don't know how long you're gonna be there. So, what if we make it like I go visit you and we'll watch a game there, and then when they play over here, you know, kind of like that. And I gave him. I remember I gave him a scarf for Christmas, and he just looked at was like didn't say nothing. And later <laughs> on, he's like, "Dude, why the f- you give me this?" You know, like. I hate Dallas, like, but he would, didn't tell me right in the beginning. I'm, and then in a way, I felt kind of proud. Like, my little brother actually was like, less man, but man, you know, screw those guys up there. You know, it's just kind of like, it's good to have that rivalry and it's slowly picking up. And that's what I'm excited about Austin as well. You know, yeah, that's going to be good too. I'm so excited. Like, I'm already, I already told my brothers, like, I was like, hey, like, we're going to have to get a flag. To, like, we're going to have to do a flag. Like, we're, we're painting something. Because I'm like, I'm, I've, like, for, unfortunately, like, when I go to the Dynamo games, I've been only going to, like, the like the media section or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying to, like, because I only went, I only been to, like, when actually to Roberson Stadium, I won one time, but it was to watch some shitty ass game and it was like las leyendas de argentina versus las leyendas de mexico so it was like a bunch of 50 year old dudes that you know once played in the in like for their national teams and we knew them like but they're 50 so like you know the game tied and like they went to penalties and the, the penalties tied like they didn't even have a winner and like but i just remember like you know i was like 13 14 maybe maybe younger but I, I remember, like, you know, there's a bunch of Argentines with, like, bumbles and, like, flags. And and I love that. Like, I love that. And and I just – but I just never – I don't know why. Well, this year I had the chance maybe to be, like, you know, with the – with the Batason or whatever. You know, the Surge now and the Texan Army and, and all those guys. But, you know, th- this year, like, I told my brothers, I was like, hey, like, if we go, we're going to, like, be in the mix because, like – yeah, I'm a fan, but like, and I like to watch the game, like, but you know, enjoying the game as a like a crazy fan, like in the stands, it's like a whole different feeling. And I want to enjoy at least some of those games, and then some of those games are like where you sit down, 
and you like analyze the game and you're like, okay, that's a good pass or like, look at this run or like, you know, look at this player doing this. But I'm trying to be a more of a, like a, a complete like fan, you know, like not just a, a podcast or whatever, but you know, it's going to be, I mean, this year, hopefully, like you said, hopefully they, they let people in like more people and we'll go crazy. But yeah, I told my brothers, I was like, we'll, you know, we're going to put a flag together. We're going to go to Austin. We're going to go to Dallas. Um, hopefully I'm trying to convince my wife to fly with me to like Portland or Seattle or somewhere just to like, yeah, dude, definitely do it to like, uh, I, I convince my wife. We've been to, uh, we went to Dallas. We started out well. We were supposed to, I told her, I'm like, Hey, you know, you like traveling. I mean, come on, you know, like right. I'll pick a destination, but you know, I mean, she don't know that it was really like with the dynamo in mind, you know, in my head. <laughs> but, um, we went to that. We went uh, twenty. I think it was. We went to Dallas for sure. One game for the uh, the Derby, and I think it was when we got killed like four zero or something. That was like awful. Like you know, and uh, and then we went to Philadelphia for a game that we also lost. I think two one. But man, it was such a cool uh, experience. You know, being able to kind of see other cities and see like their stadiums and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. So we were, uh, I was trying to go in 2020. They were playing Seattle. They were supposed to play like in Seattle and Portland within like the same week. So my plan was to go there for that too. So we go to Seattle, go to the game, stay there a few days and go to Portland for a few days, watch the game and come home. Obviously, that didn't happen, but I still kind of plan to do a little bit of that if possible, at least one or two. And um, I'm I'm very blessed to have like my own office at work. And uh, you have the back of your like that. I'll, I'll show you a picture, man. I mean, is that nobody visits me is like me and like <laughs> cubby hole type of thing. And uh, I get all decked out with like all kinds of dymo and sports stuff in there. So. Um, like I have this, uh, somebody gave me like a, like a U.S. map. So like I want the ones that I'm like Dallas and, and uh, Philly, I've got pins for it. And I put it like, you know, where the city's at. And just kind of keep, you know, like it's like one of those that was like, I used, you know, I used to be like, again, I, I play soccer pretty much my whole life. And I was like dedicating a lot of time of, you know, physically like playing the game. And it's like been fishing or this or that. And it's like, I only have time for a little stuff now that's having kids and everything. So, you know, kind of dedicated to exactly what you want and, and just kind of make it a thing. But yeah, I would definitely say I would recommend it, man. If, if you're able to, you know, go check it out for sure. Yeah. Hopefully. You can always go together, man. If you, if you ever want yeah, to do that. Up, dude. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll be my trip mate. If my wife doesn't want to come. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I told her. I have a little boy. He's uh he's about to be two. And I'm like, that that's my buddy right there. Like once he's able to, I'm just gonna take him with me. And, yeah, like, I have a I have a three-year-old and I told my wife, I was like, hey, like, and I have a four-year-old daughter. And I was like, you know, when they're like nine, ten, like I'm gonna take them, like I'm gonna like flip them around, like take this guy once and then you know, take care yeah. of them. So because also like you you build the next generation of, of like fans. So and that's funny that that's one thing that right before uh just a little segue that exact point they just said i mean the dynamo is so young that it's like you know somebody like us that wanted to be kind of like a pro or you know whatever 
um, is one of those that like now our kids actually kind of have that, hey, you want to be in, you know, play for the, their youth academy or try out. I mean, yeah. it's more of an option for them, you know. Yeah. It's, it's cool to see that because obviously that was never a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even that, like, even with the women's team, because, you know, having a daughter, I have, I have two daughters and, and a boy. So it's like, you know, shoot, the women's team is like, it's better than the men's. So it's like, hey, like, you know, hey, you know, Sophia, how about let's go to the park? <laughs> let's go kick the ball around. Let's get you, you know, let's get you familiar with this, with this, you know, black and white ball real quick. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll have a poster of you, you know, in the house or something like that. But yeah, it's, it's cool, man. I think that's like the beautiful thing about this sport. Like, like you can get involved with like not only like family but friends and like you know it, it, there's so much passion like and it's crazy because it's only a game and it's only like a hundred years old like and it's just like mind-blowing you know and I don't know and I'm like I like history so like it blows my mind like when I look at you know back into like history and stuff like that um I did an interview with um the guy that runs the Wolves supporters group here in mm -hmm. Houston and in the Wolves, it was literally one of the 12 original teams in the FA League. In the FA League. Uh, and, like, that's the original, like, invention mm -hmm. of soccer. Like, literally his team was, like, the first – one of the first teams to, like, play soccer ever. So it's just kind of – like, those things kind of blow my mind. And, like, seeing it where it comes down and, like, all the things that we're able to do. Like, you know, I have a podcast. You know, you're going to be writing about it. And like, you know, we're going to be chatting more about, you know, the team and talking shit and talking good and, you know, and like traveling to go see a bunch of dudes play, you know, play with a, with a ball. But, you know, it brings us so much like happiness and, you know, I don't know, it just brings fun to, to life. And, you know, to kind of go full circle, I guess, before we're done, um, like you said, I mean, you know, we, I started talking in the sense of like what like our president, John Walker mentioned or whatever, how it was difficult, but hey. You know, a boy from Argentina, a dude from Mexico, that soccer ball, just did, you know, like you said, is is like, uh, like everybody knows that language, you know. So it's like, I mean, that's how I made friends, right? Like, you just show up to the the park. There's like, I with a ball. It's like, hey, you want to do a pickup game, and that's how you just kind of develop those relationships. And I mean, that's how you become a fan of whatever is around you. So John Walker, listen, bro. I'm not gonna. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, there, there's a way. There's a way to, uh, to I think, to make the the Dynamo be what. I mean, dude, we're like one of the biggest cities in the United States. We deserve to have one of the best teams, one of the best clubs, one of the best fan bases. Like, I think we we can get to like the Portland level or to like the Seattle level or like the LA, uh, whatever this LA team is, with the black and gold, whatever you know. They have a bunch of people there. Uh, I think we can get to that level and, you know, starts with like people like us, you know, and like, I think we'll get there, but you know, well, John Walker, come on, believe in the people, man, believe in the people, but wrapping up, man. Um, I want to thank you for jumping on, having, you know, taking the time to, to chat. We'll do this again for sure. Uh, you know, the season about to start, hopefully, uh, you know, some people don't want to you know, open up their checkbooks. Uh, but hopefully, you know, train, you know, train, they're about to start training, hopefully here in a couple of weeks, you know, they're probably going to be, you know, if you guys are listening or watching, go check out Dynamo Theory. There's going to be a bunch of articles coming out soon. I imagine, uh, from good writers and not some so good writers, maybe, 
but you know, the, we're building a good team over there at dynamotheory.com. There's like, you know, a few guys already ready to go. There's, you know, people covering the dynamo, people covering the dash. Um, and, but yeah, man, thank you, Rudy, for, for jumping on and, you know, hopefully let's do this again sometime soon and let's, let's go dynamo. Sure, man. Thanks for the invite and we'll do it again. All right, brother. So everybody, uh, go follow Rudy. Uh, and yeah, go follow Cuatro Cuatro Dos and we'll see you guys next time. Deuces.